Hello, welcome to another APW Property Podcast. For all you regular listeners, thank you very much for loyally supporting our efforts as we look at the UK property market from an overseas investor's point of view. Uh, If this is the first time you've tuned in, then hello. Uh, We aim to post an episode every Monday, and for the last year we've been looking at different cities, different subjects relevant to -to buy-to-let landlords, and today it's market mosey time. We'll be sticking our thermometer into the UK and seeing what the mercury says. Is it a fever? Is it a serious illness or just a common cold? Let's find out with two trusty APW stalwarts. Callum Williamson. Hi, Callum. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Very well. And um, lovely to be back in the studio and on the podcast again. Excellent. And you're joined by Ben Lewis today. Uh, Hi, Ben. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm very well. So, Today we're going to take a look back at the last uh, three months. It's been a while since we've done a market mosey. Uh, we had the seven-step series uh, going out for the last couple of months. But uh, Callum, uh, you've been listening to presumably your dad's um, market rap on YouTube. Uh, what's been happening? Uh, yes, I have, and I, um, I always try and watch it. You know, twenty or thirty times to get the view numbers up. Um, and recently, I mean, it's always interesting to see with the market raps because the titles that have the most doom and gloom in them are always the ones that do well. So recently we've been talking about market crashes and the impacts of interest rates on the market. And um, those market wraps where we discussed that are getting two, 3,000 views versus, you know, other market wraps, wraps where we talk about, you know, good solid advice like inheritance tax and all those sorts of things that don't get many. So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, so we've had all of that sort of stuff and, you know, one of these sort of underlying themes throughout it all has been interest rates because obviously interest rates have been on the rise you know we thought they were going to plateau for a while because inflation was looking like it might be under control but uh, the figures you know weren't what the bank of england was hoping for so they've raised uh, rates again so you know that's a very common question is you know what is the impact of this going to be on the market is it going to be similar to previous times where we've seen rates rise or is it going to be slightly dampened because, you know, more people own their homes outright, more people are on fixed rate mortgages. Um, so, yeah, I guess you could say it's uh, what's going to happen to house prices and, and what's, uh, you know, going to go on with interest rates over the next six, 12 months. Okay, well, let's, uh, we'll dive into some of those. But uh, in terms of the doom and gloom headlines that you have for your market wraps, are you saying that we should rename this property podcast and call it something like, it's really awful? Yeah, <laughs> I think so, you know, but I think uh, you've got to get some real fear-mongering words in there, like <laughs> doom and uh, yeah. bubble bursting. So, yeah, but, you know, perhaps. Okay, terrifying. Yes. Um, well, uh, let's look at the latest numbers. Um, inflation. Uh, uh, ben, do you want to, to run us through the inflation figures? Yeah, sure. Of course, Paul. Um, so, yeah, so inflation has proven to be sort of a bit of more than more than a sort of a stubborn uh, opponent than anyone thought. Um, if you look at the ONS figures for May, which were, were released on the 21st of June, it was really just bad news in all categories, okay? Uh, the core CPI rose by 7.1% in the months to May 2023, which is up from 6.8% in April and the highest rate since March 1992. Now, the CPI goods annual rate eased from 10% to 9.7%, while the CPI services annual rate rose from 69 to 
Yes, so it's all going up and down all over the place. So you've got rising prices for air travel, recreational and cultural goods and services, and second-hand cars resulted in the largest upward contributions to the monthly change. And falling prices for motor fuel led to the largest downward contribution to the monthly change, uh, while prices for food and non-alcoholic beverages rose in May, but by less than in May 2022, uh, also leading to an easing in the annual rates. And the Bank of England had this to say. They had uh, they said that inflation has begun to fall and there are a few reasons why we expect it to fall significantly further this year. Uh, firstly, wholesale energy prices have fallen a lot. Uh, you may not have felt the impact of this on your bills yet, but this change will help to bring inflation down. Uh, secondly, we expect a fall in the price of imported goods. Uh, that's because some of the production difficulties businesses have faced are starting to ease. And third, as people have less money to spend, uh, tell me about it, uh, there will be less demand for goods and services in the UK. All this should mean inflation will fall significantly this year. But we are still waiting, and they have said that before earlier on in the year. And this stubbornly high rate impacted the Bank of England and their interest rate decision. Uh, Callum, tell us what they did and when. Yeah, for sure. I think that sort of sets the scene for why they have decided to, you know, keep cranking the rates up because, you know, it's sort of basic economics you increase the interest rate and people's costs go up the mortgages go up so they've got less cash in their pockets so they're not spending it as much with it which as you say helps to bring down inflation so uh, in terms of what the NBC have done they met on thursday the 11th of may and raised the rates by 0.25 to 4.5 uh, they voted seven to two in favor of this they met again then recently on the 22nd of june where they voted seven to two again to raise to five so 0.5 percent increase uh, you know, and if we step back and look at the bigger picture, the rate's gone from 0.1% in December 2021 to 5% uh, now as the banks are trying to tackle uh, inflation. Yes, and they had this to say in their notes. At the time of the previous MPC meeting and May monetary policy report, the market implied path for bank rate averaged just over 4% over the next three years. Uh, since then, gilt yields have risen materially, particularly at shorter maturities now suggesting a path for bank rate that averages around 5.5%. So strange things going on in the gilt yield market mean that rates uh, have gone up across the board and uh, they expect it to average around 5.5% over the next three years. So mortgage rates have also risen notably and the sterling effective exchange rate has appreciated further. Uh, so some technical economic terms and monetary terms there. Uh, but UK is something of an outlier internationally, faring worse than some economies and being buffeted about as the small economy squeezed by the big blocks. Uh, anything to add to that, Callum? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, just sort of stepping back from it for a second, you know, there's, uh, you know, we are in the business of helping people purchase property in the UK. And, you know, one of the questions we get now is, well, you know, is there any point in buying property now with rates as they are? And, you know, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's important to take a step back and look at the bigger picture with these sorts of things. I mean, these rates aren't going to be here forever or for a very, very long time, I don't think. I don't think we'll go back to 0.1%, but I don't think we're going to be seeing 5%, you know, past the end of this year, hopefully. So, um, yeah, it's important to look at the the bigger picture with these sorts of things and, and uh, not get caught up in those doom and gloom headlines that uh, do so well. 
do so well on your market wrap, but yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, yeah, they want to squeeze the economy and head towards their 2% inflation target, which is their primary goal. Uh, but they are also simultaneously fretting about the impact of big wage rises, uh, which would bake in higher inflation into the UK. Uh, and there were some gloomy forecasts from economists recently. Um, take us through some of those. Yes, and there were some gloomy forecasts from uh, The Economist recently. And there was an article in The Guardian recently where JP Morgan, uh, basically saying that there are central forecasts, was for rates of 5.75% peaking in November, um, but with some scenarios leading to 7% figures as a peak. So yeah, a little bit higher, but as well, reiterating what Callum said, I can't really see that. Yes, and it's also then related to there was a market survey that the bank did, and it's to the expectations that the market has about what the uh, CPI inflation rate is going to be. And there is an expectation that between one and three years ahead, it's going to be 3.1% and 2.2% respectively, compared with 27 and 2% in the previous survey in May. So the market is expecting inflation to be slightly higher than it was before. And all of this obviously then has a, an impact on the, the Bank of England's uh, rate decisions. They're meeting again in August. Uh, and those uh, that base rate has an impact on mortgages. So, um, Callum, you say that you uh, help people with mortgages. What, what are you getting in the market now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, rates are certainly higher than they have been. I mean, it's uh, well for a while actually. We saw five year, two or three months ago, we saw five year fixed rates actually lower than the Bank of England interest rate because uh, lenders were sort of foreseeing rates coming down much quicker. But now that's not the case. They are. They are higher, and you know, data from financial information firm MoneyFax shows that the cost of a five-year deal for homeowners rose to six point zero one on Tuesday, uh, up from five point nine seven on Monday. It's the highest level since uh, November, after mortgage rates have been driven up by the mini budget. Uh, the average two-year fix is now six point four seven, up from six point four two. Some people are predicting six will stay around for a while, and I think you know. It's not unrealistic for that to happen. Is it the end of the world? You know, not really. When they start falling, you can always remortgage onto a uh, onto a cheaper deal. So you might have to, you know, potentially tighten your belts for a, a year or two years. But it's uh, it's not the way it's going to be forever. Yes, and the longer term fixes are still. Um pretty good deals and if the rates do come down then you know we're expecting that average to be around five or four percent sort of long-term average Uh, that would be the hope I think but uh, it's tricky news for those who are coming to the end of a previous deal and it's also tricky for those who are buying now because their sums will be going up obviously as you say if you're on a buy and hold strategy you can factor in those costs over a long period of time but what's the impact on uh, rents and, and house prices? What's been happening there? Yeah, sure. And that's a good point to raise. You know, I mean, rents have been rising quite significantly uh, the past, uh, you know, 12 months. We've seen sort of just shy of double digit digits in some areas. You know, what's driving that? It's still the sort of post-COVID people moving back to city centres and wanting to be in and around the action again, plus a shortage of stock. So rents are rising. You know, mortgages are higher, but rents are going up as well. Uh, house prices are still rising in many areas, you know. So yeah, I think it's important, as you say, you've got to look at the long term. Uh, look at the long term here. Yeah. The, um, so commentary from Zoopla at the start of July called the market hyperlocal, 
So their figures were showing that one third of the properties are still going up in price, albeit much, much more slowly than the post-COVID rush. Uh, One third of properties are holding their value and one third are dropping in price. So two out of three homes have gone up in price by 1% in the last 12 months. Uh, That's according to Zoopla. Yeah, and I think it's... um... You know, you've also got to look at your situation and see where you are and see what suits. But, you know, it's also a, it's a potential buying opportunity. You know, you have had a cooling in house prices. I mean, 1% in two thirds of places over 12 months is not the, you know, 10, 12, 14% we had previously. But it does mean that you're going to be able to pick up some deals, you know, and if you're, you're sort of willing to put yourself into the market at a slightly higher interest rate for a little while to start with, then you could pick up some uh, you know, some good long-term properties. So there's pros and cons to all of these situations. And what a what a right move saying. Um, what, what's their uh, headline? Right move. Average prices fell by £82 or 0.0% uh, in the month of June, which would normally uh, have an uptick in prices. So we're normally uh, seeing things go up a bit here. But uh, yeah, they fell by £82. Yes, yeah, so obviously a very flat market at the moment. And uh, the commentator, Tim Bannister, uh, says the average new seller asking prices, the first and leading indicator of new trends in the market, have dropped slightly this month. That was June, signalling that the belated spring price bounce has quickly turned into an earlier than usual summer slowdown. Uh, we expect asking prices to edge down during the second half of the year, which is the normal seasonal pattern. And while we sometimes reforecast our expectations for annual price changes at this time, current trends suggest that our original forecast of 2% annual drop in asking prices at the end of 2023 is still valid. So that's uh, their commentator there. They're saying also sellers who price competitively are much more likely to find a suitable buyer quickly before their hem appears stale, and they can often negotiate on price on any onward purchase. Uh, So if you are having to sell, then obviously... Get the price right. That's always been the key mantra. We've always thought that you can actually sell anything at any time, uh, but you just have to be able to take the price that the market demands. Of course, um, that's it. Exactly. You know, it's uh, what is the economic definition of a fair price or value? It's the it's the price that someone is willing and able to pay for a good or service. You know, so it's uh, yeah, you can sell anything at any time, as you said. Okay, well, back to Zoopla. Uh, which regions are faring better? Yeah, sure. So a lot of the northern towns, now you've got Halifax, Derby, Wakefield, Huddersfield, and then Wolverhampton and Bradford. Now, Zoopla do have a chart which shows the proportion of houses that have gained in value since t- November 2022. Okay, and uh, is there any discernible pattern? Is there any sort of reasoning behind it, do you think? Yeah, well, you've got the bigger mortgages in the south, which are affected by the rates hike. Um, you've got detached properties, um, so which are less popular at the moment with the heating costs rising. Semis in Yorkshire, where four in every five homes have held or increased their value, are doing rather better than elsewhere in the UK. Okay, well, that's a quick look at the, the market. That's it for today. Um, any final thoughts from both of you? What regions are you focusing on? What, what uh, areas do you like the look of? Yeah, good question. I think, uh, you know, for anyone that listens regularly, um, I know I've been away for a while, but I'm back now, you'll be relieved to hear. Um, you know, it's all about doing doing your research, isn't it? You know, and, and looking at the fundamentals of what makes somewhere strong, you know, don't just buy somewhere because someone 
says it's good and they say it convincingly you know as an example i was in the physio yesterday and he's a very good physio but he started talking to me about cryptocurrency and by the end of the conversation oh i ran home and i was going to buy some crypto because he was so convincing in the way he said it but you know is there any base to what he was saying who knows you know so don't just take people at face value including us you know go and do your own research see what zoopla is saying see what right move is saying see what the markets are doing and make some good informed decisions based on that didn't you have before i did yeah but i sold it at a 50 percent loss because i listened to other people when i bought it so you know lesson learned <laughs> <laughs> well that's a very good uh, very good advice basically you're saying stop listening to us uh, which is very timely <laughs> because that's it that's that's the end of uh, that's the end of today's program. Uh, join us again next Monday. Until then, it's goodbye from Callum. Goodbye, Paul. Uh, it's goodbye from Ben. Goodbye, Paul. And it's goodbye from me. My name is Paul Shearer. Have a lovely day. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast series produced for APW by Emma Holton at Brilliant Audio. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe, hit like, share it with your friends. If you didn't, keep stum. You can find more episodes in all your usual podcast places.